We are Wrestling Elitist. I'm your co-host, Alex Gibson, alongside the lovely Pharaoh of Ferndale, Sean Nash. What's going on, my friend? I, I like that. I like that. It's, it's, I like being back here a week later, another good show in the books to talk about, fresh off the heels and faces. <laughs> yes, and it feels good. I, I definitely liked last week doing the Thursday episode, um, liked having it out on Friday. Also, it looked like the listeners liked it. We did a little bit more in terms of listens in the week. So it uh, definitely you. seems to be uh, positive there. Um, I've also recently gotten word of, uh, of a friend of the show who got some merch of ours and was very complimentary of it. So oh, yeah. uh, I want to shout out our friend Aaron and thank him for that. Spread please the word. Make sure you are, uh, please make sure you're checking out us on Twitter, Instagram, Wrestling Latest Podcast, as well as our website, WrestlingLatest.com, for our latest match reviews and articles. I'll actually tweet out also our merch store uh, either today or tomorrow. Um, just to kind of get it out there again, like I said before, we've been hinting that there are some changes coming to the Alita soon. So um, there might not be much longer that you can buy the specific current merch that we have. Um, Going out of business now. Hurry up. Yeah, exactly. Buy it while it's hot. We, you know, this is our version of standing outside of like a furniture store twirling, <laughs> twirling a sign. So um, we uh, we've. We've been enjoying the shows, I think, the last few weeks when it comes to AEW. Can't wait to talk about it. Um, yesterday, I think, or earlier this week, I thought we might actually have Chris have to jump on for some emergency uh, conversation with some of the Breaking news that went on. Yes, but yeah. uh, we have not. Um, please, like I said, make sure you're checking us out there. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you're sharing the show. I think as we move to these Thursday shows, Friday releases, um, it becomes a lot more interesting to talk about it rather than talking about it five days later or hearing about it five days later. So please let us know your thoughts. Uh, Sean, please go ahead and run down the plan for today's show. We are going to start off with some of the hot news that started the earlier the, earlier this week. Hit you, hit you with our match moment, uh, the cringe of the week, and along with what we're looking forward to in the, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, and you said it. There's The news this week has been insane some of it ended up not being true um but still turned the turned the wrestling world upside down Uh, so let's start with uh some true news that you had as your news of the week yes straight from the the horse's mouth we can't uh speculate on this stephanie mcmahon has resigned from her post as co-ceo i believe of the wwe uh now just leaving nick khan fully in charge nick khan just still taking down the mcmahons one by one um, but it's uh, very out of out of left field. Didn't really see anything coming. Um, later in the evening, you'd you'd find some some rumors that possibly could have been a reason for it. But it's I mean I think we could all kind of speculate. It's got to do with her dad kind of forcing himself back in and all this and possible lawsuits coming against him and or the company because of it. Crazy. Um, this isn't the first time we've seen her go. She kind of stepped down a couple. Uh, a couple months back in, in 2022 uh, to in which she, she kind of noted in her little Instagram post of her family matters that she had to attend to. And maybe there's some more of that. Um, Triple H is clearly running the show still. So someone's got to be at home. So wish her the best. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting time for the WWE and all their uh, upper management level dealing. So uh, it's really kind of a wait and see kind of situation, I guess, at the moment till there is a sale. There isn't a sale. There is a lawsuit. There isn't a lawsuit. We'll see. Any thoughts? Yeah, the the I had two thoughts originally that uh, in terms of theories on why this happened. 
And, you know, the one, the one was kind of the, the part of me that loves the drama, but all the part of me that is attracted to wrestling in the first place. Yeah. And just thinking that this was something where Stephanie was like, if you're coming back, go fuck yourself. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving type of a thing. I don't think that that's actually what it is, but in my, when I first saw the news, that was kind of what I, I was like, oh my God, like Vince forces himself back three days later, Stephanie's gone. That has to mean there's some family dynamic thing going on here. Sure. You know, she finally got her chance to run the show. Everything was going well. And then she leaves. I actually think that her leaving this time is the same reason that she probably left the first time. Uh, the first time I think they knew some of this stuff might've been coming down the uh, the pipeline or down the pipe. And so in order to kind of protect her, her not have to be a part of some of those discussions that were going on about what her dad was up to and the things that he had done wrong and mm. to kind of not have her name be smeared. She went away. This stuff happens. She comes back, steps up, delivers. It, 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 she looks, she comes out of this. Vince comes out of what's gone on over the last week, which we'll talk about in a second, even more. He comes out of this looking like trash to me, uh, looking like, you know, Very just much. kind of everybody's cartoon billionaire mind is like, he's comes out, he looks like Scrooge McDuck and she comes out looking great. That's what I think this is. I think this was a kind of almost like a brand thing. She was the chief brand officer before. I think this was all about protecting the perception of who Stephanie McMahon is. I I don't blame her for that. I don't blame the family for that. Um, but that's kind of where my my head goes with it. What are your thoughts there? No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, it seems like there's only going to be negative things that are kind of brought brought within with uh, Vince McMahon coming back and all the things we'll we'll see here. So you got to keep at least one one third of the McMahon family shining bright. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think I think Shane he um, he's had, he has his own other business ventures and everything like that. So yeah. I think, I think keeping, keeping Steph protected there uh, makes sense, but um, obviously the Stephanie McMahon resignation came from the return of Vince McMahon. So we, we saw some rumors, I think actually Thursday before we taped last week that he was looking to come back. And then by the time we uh, had the show all taped and edited and out to uh, out to the masses, Suddenly, he was officially back. A couple of board members left. He brought in some board members. I believe some number that I saw was, I think, six out of nine or six out of ten board members have changed over in the last month for the WWE. So he's got all the votes. He's now the executive chairman again. Um, As somebody who has tickets to next week's SmackDown, not super psyched about that. Like, he could have, could he not have waited until... January 22nd to do this. Yeah, totally. Um, it seems like a weird power play. Once again, it's a legacy thing to me that it's weird to me that Vince is more concerned about whatever this is rather than his like long-term legacy. I think if he would have just gone away, people would have said, ah, remember Vince, he built this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now it just, I don't know. It feels like a real life version of that TV show succession. Uh, and I, I just, I would love to know the 100%. dynamic of everything that's going on. Um, unfortunately, we'll probably never know the full truth, but want to know what Triple H is thinking. Want to know if Triple H is going to remain over creative. Are we going to start getting Vince type creative again? It's really interesting. And I think it plays into what those sale rumors are, right? I think 
my concern about a sale right now is Vince chooses or wants to sell to somebody who will let Vince stay in charge versus, Mm -hmm. you know, if they sell to a Disney, I think Vince is going to be told politely to get the F out buzz off again. So what was, yeah. What was your first thought? uh, uh, Seeing, seeing that he was officially back for the, uh, Uh, I, I, somebody coined it because it was January 6th, the Vince direction. Insurrection. Uh, that's that's great. People are undefeated and coming up with shit like that. Uh, you know, it's just like uh, we dealt with a little not too long ago of the CM Punk rumors coming back and with the the Dax podcast and all that. He's just someone who I've gotten gotten used to and ready for to not be in the wrestling world or my wrestling realm anymore. Just put a real bad stink on it now, and we have to go. Dyn- our dynamite. I wish dynamite SmackDown next week with our ladies. And it's just, it's going to be an odd time, just a, an odd feel after the, the news of the past week and him coming back and forcing himself. It very, it seems very kind of hostile almost of just his return back. But I'm yeah, it was really already, hoping it was- for William Regal that this doesn't end up in another <laughs> release. Yeah, it was already going to be a weird show for me because I'm participating in Dry January, uh, and now, not only that, but also not so Dry January. Yeah, and now it's now it's going to be uh, just I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be I'm going to be pouting if if I see anything that's even a sign of Vince McMahon uh, creative there. But yeah, that's going to be um, his return. He's going to he. My son got such a a welcome back. They're definitely going to give me the same welcome back. <laughs> Mm, not uh, so much. I'm gonna. What's What's annoying is I'll get caught up in it for a second if he did, and I'll like jump up, and that'll <laughs> oh, be the totally. time I make it on TV. <laughs> I'll forever. be the new Brock Lesnar guy right now forever. Uh, uh, yeah, I we'll talk about this a little bit further, uh, kind of after we go through the rest of our segments. But would love to go into the match of the week. You and I are on the same page. Mm-hmm. We had the Elite defeating the Death Triangle and Escalera de la Muerta. Uh, game seven, the Bucks hometown. The Kia Forum. <laughs> Huge. What more could you ask for? Sean, what was your uh, what were your takeaways? What did you like about it? Um, I mean, this was just a crazy match. All throughout the whole show, I mean, every match was pretty hard-hitting, but this just, uh, you throw in t- uh, tables, chairs, ladders, everything, it just becomes a crazy mess. And add these six people after the, the six matches that they've had, it's going to be fantastic. Um, shout out to the Young Bucks coming out in those Shaq Gnosis. Uh, Reebok shoes. Totally forgot those were a thing. Great little um, throwback, especially to, I'm sure. That would have been. Kia Forum would have been before Shaq's time. But still, nice little Lakers shout out. Um, The tope Kenny Omega took. Just empty pool, diving into a table. (laughs) Oh, nasty. And I think Pac was the one who evaded it all, but still ate it through a table by a match accident. Just there's so much tremendous work throughout it all. The brain buster on the outside uh, to Kenny Omega from Pac. Nasty. He hits Phoenix with a one winged angel off the, the ladder platform. Oh God, that was terrifying. No, no care for anyone's health and well being, but um, care for the, the fans enjoyment because that was the the whole night was great, but just that really capped off with the amount of excitement and entertainment that they put in throughout that, that match. What do you think? Yeah, I loved that uh, the fear factor that Penta hit on the ladder oh, too. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh, my! You know, I think that there was a lot of participation in some spots, like the that one winged angel. It didn't really make sense as to how it got set up, which was a little mm-hmm. bit of annoying. It was like Phoenix basically this 
hopped over to the other side and jumped on Kenny's shoulders. But it was still such a like the match was so good that I didn't even care. And yeah. you know that was a perfect ending. You know to a, uh, a best of seven series between these three. It made sense that the that the Bucks won it. I there was a part of me that would or the Bucks and Kenny. I, I would have almost rather just see them not win it and go move on and do something else. But you know what? It, it, I'm not mad at the result. I'm not mad at the fact that we're probably going to get them versus the House of Black next. I definitely didn't want to yeah. see any more House of Black versus uh, the Death Triangle. That dragged on all of last year, uh, I felt like, and oh, I just yeah. didn't really enjoy it. So um, plus we got, this isn't my moment of the week. I actually considered it, but Probably my favorite spot of 2023 so far was seeing Alex Everhantis eat a V trigger. Oh, so yes, that was hopefully oh. that, that put him out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, yeah, that that was beautiful. Oh, man. I I was grinning from ear to ear when that happened. <laughs> as soon as I saw it getting set up to happen, I I was very happy. So great Most job from, from the elite, and and I think a great job of of handling just their whole return. Um, you know, obviously going into full gear, everyone expected them to win. They did not got to see the story be told that allowed us to, uh, get seven insane matches. Also, Kenny Omega does not get enough credit for how just jacked he is. He looks like an action figure when they do the. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Say the exact, he, yeah. he, he almost looks like a video game creation of himself when they're totally. doing, when they're doing the opening, uh, when, when carry on my wavered son hits and they're just in front of it, hundred percent, that doesn't look like a real body. Yeah, no, there's no way. And you add that title on there. It's totally just like a little action figure in a box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Jack, Jack got his mind. Yeah. He, he, welcome back, Kenny. Um, and for him to do that after, you know, just a week ago being in Japan, doing wrestle kingdom, um, yeah. you know, Love the EVPs. Glad they're back. Hopefully, they're uh, you know there's some stuff about them resigning, and they're currently going through negotiations. Apparently, hope they're back for good. Uh, absolutely love those three, and and they deserve this win. So, um, moving on to our actual moments of the week, uh, what was your favorite uh, favorite moment? Um, little moment, not as big as all the other big moments of uh, the LA show. The Action Andretti, Ricky Starks, Jericho Appreciation Society, little confrontation. It, it just really hit for me. Loved um, Andretti kind of degrading and bringing down each member of the JAS, just a, a peg or two, each person. Equal Jassels. opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> Equal opportunity shit talker, even gave it to the women. Just nice to, to give it to Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara as well. But Ricky Starks just really giving it to Jake Hager for that stupid hat, mm-hmm. his lisp, his awful career, all of it. Hopefully slaps the lips lisp out of his mouth next week. And this is, this is perfect. Uh, normally, and I think in these moments, we see the the face kind of just eat shit in these moments. The heel is just too cool. It just or is able to really talk shit to them so much harder. But Ricky Starks and I guess Andretti for... Um, just uh, being there, have the ability to kind of talk shit back. And it, it worked. Sometimes the, the face just really falls on their face with it and it, it doesn't work. But uh, I think Ricky Starks is going to be a, a great face character for AEW for hopefully a long time. Yeah, I, I thought that Starks did well. I saw some people online, which I got to stop caring what people online say. Um, but as as we post this online. As we're. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I... 
I uh, saw some people that I didn't love. They thought that Ricky seemed off and I did not feel that way at all. I know there are some people that were, were bothered by him making fun of Jake Hager's speech. That's just that you're shit talking. It's busting balls. It's, you know what I mean? Like there's, you're, you're, you're causing a fight. Like it, it is what it is. Like if you're, if you can't handle any sort of like that stuff, then maybe wrestling just isn't for you. Um, because I didn't think he was saying anything that was terribly inflammatory too far or anything that I don't think has been said before. Yeah. It's definitely been brought up many yeah, times. And I, I will say Jake Hager, his shtick is stupid. The hat is stupid. Yes. Nothing about him is really interesting, but I do somewhat like the idea of them just leaning into him, just being a big dumb oaf. If, yeah. if they want to go into that route, like then at least it's like, okay, I understand why he's here. He's, he's the muscle, but he's also an idiot. The whole mm-hmm. I like this hat thing. I've said it before on the podcast. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's interesting. And like the way he says it when he's like saying it, it, it feels like he, it feels like somebody who thinks that they're saying something funny, but it's not like, I can't even uh-huh. truly describe it. Um, he takes like so, the moment to like, he thinks he like came up with a new um, Ron Simmons dam or something like just that. Yeah. That yeah. Out of nowhere. Like, it's like, like you would think in his mind they're doing, you know, when, um, when, they're doing when Daniel Danielson's doing the uh, the yes kicks and mm-hmm. it's and then people will do that oh and like it builds <laughs> up to that last kick. You think that he thinks that that's going on his head like right before he says, "I like this hat." Oh my it's gosh! Just, yeah, it's dumb, but it was a yeah. good segment. Um, I think Starks always holds his own. Andretti, I I think, eh, I I didn't love Andretti, but I thought that he he did fine for his first time on the mic on Dynamite. Yeah. Um, it worked. Jericho's one of those guys that he's got the perfect emotions to all that that can yeah. really set something off like that. Yeah, I think Jericho really has a good. He's you know we talk about selling when it's in the ring. I think Jericho's one of those guys that's great at selling as a heel when he's when he when he feels disrespected or he you know isn't happy. I think he does a really good job in that regard. So I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, but my moment of the week was the surprise return of. Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I thought that, uh, you know, hearing his music, you know, first of all, the pop was insane. That was, that was an absolutely, you know, that was a star reaction. But then I also thought that, um, you know, the, the, the promo, it was, it kind of, I, I was obvious to me the second he said it's good news, bad news. I said to myself, I was like, for sure the bad news is for the locker room. Yeah. Just because he was, the way he was saying everything, you just knew that he was announcing he was coming back. Happy to see him back, especially happy if they're going to run with him as a face and hopefully just have him be somebody a little bit different. Like I, even if he came back as a heel, but he just kind of changed things up. It just felt like just such an asshole. Bit, yeah. He was just a little bit stale towards the end. It just felt like he's been the same guy since his ROH days. So seeing him come back as a face and him just being a great wrestler that also still is confident, cocky. Like I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I wonder if he'll end up getting paired with anybody with Kyle O'Reilly still out, uh, yeah. Bobby Fish, uh, gone and investigating conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see where they go with him, but happy to see him back. And, you know, it was kind of cool to hear him say how, you know, like I read online people saying, I don't even care if he never wrestles again. I just want him to be okay. Hearing about, you know, some of the problems he had with all the head injuries he's had, um, you know, saying that, you know, being in a car for 15 minutes made him he'd have to stop because he was going to throw up otherwise <sighs> happy to see him back hopefully he's fully healthy and um you know we'll get to see him have a good run here because 
that's a it's a reaction that I don't think very many people in AEW can get. Yeah, that that pop went all the way to my house. I was totally shocked that <laughs> he. I was not expecting that at all when Tony Schiavone said something about not being happy about who he's going to introduce or whatever. Didn't even come across my mind that it's Adam Cole again. Just fantastic. And then to come out as the face had me whole time waiting for him to say some shit eater kind of thing. But no, the whole time he's going to stick with the face. I. I'm interested. Uh, obviously, having Adam Cole on any show always brings it up a couple notches. So it's going to be fun to have him back, and hopefully Kyle O'Reilly can come back soon too. have them as a tag team. That'd be great. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know Kyle posted some stuff on Instagram. Pretty recently. Uh, He's been kind of saying, quiet. Yeah. Times, but. yeah, it looks like he, he had some injury stuff, and then being a diabetic, it's kind of slowed his ability to rehab it all. So hopefully he'll be back soon. And And I would like to see – him him and uh, Adam Cole back together in some form when that yeah. time does come. But uh it's time to it's time to get negative and, and talk some shit. So we uh, what was your least favorite thing that happened this week? Mine besides Vince coming back. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Mine came from the end of the the women's tag team match where uh Soraya still tagged with Tony Storm. Hikaru Shida just had the most surprised, shocked face on her look, even though she threw a kendo stick directly at Jamie Hayter. And it, the whole thing was just the wrong direction. Uh, you, um, you'll bring yeah. it up even more. But with how it went last week, with her visibly looking pissed off when she wasn't chosen as a tag team partner, to then have commentary talk about her, and 20 seconds later she shows up looking pissed off still, but then is in their corner and tries and is acting like she would have thrown it to her. It's just the story wasn't there. This is something I'm just kind of nitpicking and I've never been the biggest Takaro Shida fan, but this kind of just definitely was uh, bad acting skills all around bad, uh, bad storyline for the moments. And maybe just because we were all a little disappointed that we didn't get what they were really teasing in some Monet. Yeah. It, it didn't make sense because if you want to do that, if you want to do that spot, then either you should have had her have a moment where she was really pissed off at something and she hands it and then like tries to like reverse, like tries to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then it causes the issue or maybe while the ref's back is turned, she swings at hater, but misses and then ends up hitting Storm. Yeah. or Soraya, um, or, you know, something of that sort, or she, she throws it to Soraya, but overthrow. Like it, it should have been something where either she does it, has an immediate crisis of conscience, and fixes it and tries to fix it and screws it up, or it's you know she had good intentions the whole time, but Soraya is going to see it as she purposely screwed her over, kind of that type of a thing. It doesn't make sense for her to have thrown it in the middle between the two. The two. Yeah, and one the one that is on your team wasn't even facing it. It just didn't it didn't compute. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a they overthought it. I think they've overthought this whole thing, and it and it goes into my cringe of the week, which is the Mercedes teases that didn't pay off. So, if you were, do you remember back when uh, Christian arrived in AEW? I believe that was. Uh, I believe it was um, Revolution 2021, was it? We watched it at Christmas. I think it might no, have been 2021, 20, right? Yeah, it had to be 2021. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it was COVID. Like, they still didn't have full fans there, right? 
and they were doing it at Daly's place. Um, Chris tested and swabbed us as soon as we walked in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. And uh, it was a very <laughs> underwhelming thing because they, they oversold it. Built and, it and up I hard. Think, yeah. And I think that Tony Khan had learned a lesson there because then you look at um, then when Keith Lee debuted, he had he had hyped it up as somebody was coming through the forbidden door. So everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Jay White. It's Kazushka Okada. It's somebody like that. But he it was actually going to be Keith Lee. So then they ended up kind of scrambling, getting Jay White to show up. Mm. Um, and then great. like since then, they've done a really good job of, hey, we're going to do like this wink and this nod. And we're going to kind of tell you this is happening, but we won't flat out say it. But tune in because it's going to happen. And, you know, sure enough, that's what happened with CM Punk. That's what happened, you know, kind of with, with some others. And then for them to do the, a pre-taped promo last week where Britt Baker literally says, like, the, you know, something about being the boss and then winks at the camera. So you're, so you're, you're saying it's Mercedes. Yes. And then she also gave Soraya two tickets for her to give to two friends or whatever for that show if you remember no so so yeah when they announced the tag when they 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 did the whole like mystery tag partner and then Britt was like i'm even gonna i've got you two tickets for you to give to some friend to bring some friends to come see you lose to me or something like that Hmm. so you do that so you've done all of these things you did the mystery partner you did the the two tickets you did the wink and the nod and the boss thing like you laid the groundwork for there to be Sasha or Mercedes there, and then you didn't deliver. And I think that that's inexcusable. And I, I think you sent it in the group chat. Even Tony Khan went on like a, a podcast and said, it doesn't behoove me to say who the partner is till January something. And it was after the date of her um, yeah. contract being up. Just too much teasing to it to, to not do it. Yeah. And, and then even uh, I saw a thing where, you know, somebody asked Soraya, hey, is is Mercedes showing up? And she says, I don't know, which to me, that would mean and I don't know from a wrestler in character is yes. Right. Like you, you would say no if they're not. Yeah, totally. And so it was just it, it's upsetting. I think I've heard in the past that I think both with Punk, the first dance he was not signed to a contract when they first announced the first dance show. Um, Christian was not, Christian was not signed to a, he literally signed his contract when he showed up at Hmm. revolution that day. And so I, my thought is maybe Tony had a deal he thought was in place, but there's something that held it up, whether it's, you know, Mercedes, they weren't on the same page about money or, you know, something like that. And for, you know, details of, of Monet and, uh, that might be part of it, but it, it doesn't make sense. You, to me, this is one of the few times where it feels like they were intentionally misleading. I'm trying to remember, was there any kind of, prediction of who the the hard sell on who the the mystery person was going to be when it was christian or was there it kind of people just who, they just they just had a hall of fame worthy talent oh oh yeah 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 no so then yeah, there okay. was people that were thinking like maybe it was kurt Ang- i mean i wouldn't the, have been any more excited for kurt angle versus christian, christian i actually yeah. am happy it was christian over kurt angle oh for uh, sure just because you know kurt angle 10 years Jeff ago, Jarrett sure, and but, kurt angle in a locker room again couldn't have that oh 
Um, uh, especially now, but <laughs> speaking of cringe, but uh, to have to actually have a name in mind that you're teasing kind of blatantly and then not come through with that just doesn't seem like the AEW that we've seen and very disappointing in well, yeah, especially other, like a, other a great show, but just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't ruin the show, but no. I think the I think the biggest problem for me over it all, I can understand if they did that whole mystery partner thing back in December because they thought they were going to get her and then it just didn't work out. But it be, it became intentionally misleading to me the second that Britt did that pre-taped promo. She didn't do that on, you know, in the ring or anything like that to where you couldn't have edited that out or told her to reshoot that. You did that mm-hmm. to me. That was confirming that Mercedes was coming, um, and and it didn't deliver. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe next week she's going to show up for some reason, or maybe she's going to show up at uh, Revolution. But it seems it seemed like. And I don't know. Did you hear the booze? By the way, um, I didn't notice it, but then I did see someone on Reddit kind of saying like, "Well, kind of." good on the crowd for not completely hijacking it and tearing it to shreds after not getting what you wanted. But I mean, I'm I, they have the right to boo if that's what they kind of expect. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they did. That. Yeah. Cause they, cause they kind of immediately cut to, um, you know, here's what's going to be happening on a rampage. And mm-hmm. you could hear the crowd in the background booing pretty loudly, but it was only for about five, 10 oh, seconds. They didn't. And you know what? That's why they cut to the immediately. They cut into the house of black and, uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston and, Ortiz uh, Ortiz, yep. that makes total sense. Okay. Hmm. So that, yeah, that was my, that was my cringe. I think that they, they, it was a misstep and hopefully Tony learns a lesson from that and, uh, and moves forward. But, yeah. Show, me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the money. Speaking of moving forward, let's move forward into our anticipation. Sean, we were just mad. We were just upset. So what yes. are we happy about? What are we looking forward uh, to? Um, what they used to fill in those booze. I'm looking forward to the the House of Black or the, the Knights of the Black Throne taking on Eddie Kingston Ortiz. Anytime any members of the House of Black are on, I'm loving it. So it's good to see them in the ring with not three jobbers. And by jobbers, I mean the nightmare factory. So it's good. Good to have them in an actual match. Uh, four good wrestlers seems to be a little, uh, dissension and confliction in the, um, the friendship of Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. So that's something that, uh, definitely goes along with storylines of the house of black. So looking forward to see it and some good Brody King destruction. What are you looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just on that, I actually would like to see Kingston and Ortiz become a legit tag team and win tag titles. Cause I know this is a, uh, probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't care to see Kingston win the big title. I, I love Eddie. I don't see but it, but there's, there's a lot of people that have fantasy booked him winning at uh, Arthur Ashe next year from MJF. And I mm. would not, I just don't think that that's, that's not personally who I would want to see take the title off MJF. Can't put that man in a suit with a title. It's it wouldn't work. Yeah, and you know what, Kingston doesn't want. He doesn't like being happy. You know what I mean. He likes to he, clearly. I feel like he'd be too happy if you gave him that. But so I'd actually like to reports. see. I'd actually like to see Kingston and Ortiz get a chance to uh, potentially maybe go go up against to get claimed or something like that. You could turn him heel, do whatever you got to do. That'd be good. Um, but that, that match, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to see um, more of the house of black and hopefully they'll be getting in on the 
trios titles soon. Yes. Um, but my anticipation is Brian Danielson versus uh, Bandito. The Takeshita match this week was Hot. phenomenal. From a from a pure wrestling match standpoint, that was the match of the week. But it's yeah. hard to it's hard to uh, the pop and uh, circumstance of yeah the, the, this it was overshadowed by what Escalera de la Morta is. So yeah. uh, absolutely a great match. I texted you guys yesterday. That's what I was expecting to see from Danielson when he joined AEW was that type of match and doing that stuff. And, and even his character currently right now, I just think is a lot more genuine feeling than what he was when he first came in. Mm-hmm. So him versus Bandito is going to be phenomenal. Um, hopefully we get to start seeing Bandito on AEW television regularly. I don't know. Right. You know, they signed him and then he just kind of yeah. fucked off for a while. So I don't know what was going on there. But uh, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a great match, and I'm excited to see if these are the first two matches that he has leading up what, to this. What else can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. So um, I wonder if they'll do anything where it's like Danielson versus uh, Claudio or something like. That could be interesting. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, kind of moving into just some other uh, quick hitters. So. Another person that would be great to see uh, Danielson face. There's a free agent coming up potentially. My my only caveat to this is I know Jay White loves to work people, uh, but supposedly yeah. his contract is coming up and he is either going to be in AEW or WWE. Uh, as well as FTR supposedly has their contracts up. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that. They're also kind, kind of guys that are... Uh, consummate workers and they've also been injured quite a bit taking a lot of time off they currently are off uh because i believe dax legitimately broke his ass so looks like um, so i i I sometimes wonder how how long their contracts are at but it's the one shitty thing like i wish wrestling was as open as the nfl is or nfl yeah like i want to know how long people's contracts Mm -hmm. are like i that stuff's interesting to me but uh jay white what are your thoughts? Where do you think he goes? Where do you want him to go? Do you think he could be a star in either place? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I originally heard that he had a like loser leaves Japan match with Hikaleu at an upcoming <laughs> New Japan show. I think at the New Year's uh, or was it? yeah, New Beginnings uh, round of touring or whatever they're doing. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, so Hikaleu is just going to be an Impact wrestler. But then <laughs> hearing hearing of the contract um, coming to an end. I would hate to see him in WWE. I would love to see him in AEW. I, I don't know that the same kind of character would really last, especially in a who knows the state of the sale of WWE. But there's too many more dream matches for Jay White in AEW than WWE possibly. So he's got to go go there. Please come, please come switch. Yeah, blade. yeah. I think I think you lose what makes him Switchblade if you have him go to WWE with that mm-hmm. said, I think he can be successful in WWE. Um, it's funny though, because my first thought was like, God, I hope they wouldn't put him in AEW or in um, NXT, which it used to be, oh my gosh. Actually, you know, please sign this guy and have him go to NXT and don't keep him there forever. Him yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think he could do well either way, but I, I would prefer to see him in AEW. I would want to see him immediately treated like a star and, you know, pretty much rocket him up to the, to the top of the card he is the the best heel in the business i think right now and yeah he needs to be uh kind of treated that way 
you always have the wonder though of does that make the relationship with new japan weird right if if jay if jay comes but i guess the cat or the the other side of that is if he's unhappy and he's going to leave new japan anyways you might as like then aw should be able to take him so yeah and work with a company that you have a working relationship with in some sort yeah yeah, so yeah. then maybe we could still see some G1, G1, J White. Um, as far as FTR, I, I can't see them going back to WWE, especially with like the sales stuff. I, I think it'd be a weird time to go. Um, I, yeah. think, I think it'd be more likely to see them not sign contracts with AEW and just do independent stuff and appear in Impact, appear in New Japan, appear everywhere kind of type of thing. I know they've they've expressed some interest in doing that. Um it's sad yeah. to say, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't want them to come back as face. I need, I want, I miss heel FTR. Totally, totally. And they've done, they've almost done everything there is you can do in, in tag team wrestling. You've, you've fought mm-hmm. the Briscoes, you've gone to New Japan, you've won titles, AAA titles, ROH titles. You've, you've done it in WWE already. You face the Usos and New Day at, at some of their primes that there's just no one else left. And, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, like just an independent kind of trail that they could do, just like the um, the rock and roll rollers. Just yeah, just have yeah. just just have Conrad do FTR's last match in North Carolina, FTR's <laughs> last match in Florida. Just yeah, you really get fifty shows out. out of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I hope they don't. I don't. I don't see them going back to WWE. I don't. I don't. Don't want it to happen. I don't. Just no. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of shifting over to some WWE stuff. Um, so the big rumor that came out Tuesday, it was about 1130 at night. It uh, popped off on Twitter that WWE may have been sold to the Saudi Arabia investment fund, um, which is, I believe, who their deal is with for the uh, shows that they do, uh, the pay-per-views, Crown Jewel, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, seems Gold. that that has been proven to be not true. Um, yeah. I would say that uh, wrestling journalists look real bad in this, and there are some yeah. that uh, honestly, there's, there's, we we talk shit about Dave Meltzer sometimes, but I think that he was the only one that really gets a pass here. He didn't jump on the story at all. There were some other ones that kind of kind of dipped their toes into it, but then they're like, "Well, this isn't confirmed." Or they, they, you know, they tweeted like, they tweeted very vague stuff. And then once this got announced, they're like, yeah, this was kind of the news. It's like, okay, then you're a part of this. Like you're, you're leading, you're increasing or you're adding into the hype storm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think Dave was really the only one that truly kept his hands clean of it all. I think it once again, just proves that wrestling journalists are not journalists. journalists. I, I also, I also don't believe that a wrestling journalist will be the one who breaks this. I think it would be a financial, uh, financial journalist or especially some type of publication. It's yeah. So this is coming from SRS. Yeah. So I, I, once again, it's just a bad look for journalism. It's why we don't like to do news. We might talk about whatever the big news is of the week, but we don't want to break news here uh, because I don't want that burden of having to get proof. Uh, Everyone's always just trying to be the first one with the scoop and, um, I, I just can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine being somebody who's just doing that type of stuff for clicks. I do, I do want to know the guy who broke it, Steve Milhausen or Mulehausen. 
Um, did he actually have a scoop there or was he just kind of saying something, talking out of his ass? Like, I want to know where that came from. He deleted that tweet. He had another tweet. I can't remember what it was that he also recently deleted after it was proven to be not true. So way to ruin your, uh, way to ruin your credibility there. Yeah, totally. Uh, Wrestling journalists, wrestling journalism at its finest. Yeah. So I, with that said, though, you know, obviously, I think there was a lot of reaction to the Saudi Arabia sale. Yeah, when it was happening. Um, you know, I think for myself, my my thought was this probably means Vince is still in charge. It also probably means that it's not going to be that great because it. The, the, I don't think that they really care that much about. You know, you look at Live Golf. They they spent money on being able to get on TV. They didn't even get a TV deal mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And so my, my worries came to that or like are, you know, if you look at how the women's matches have had to evolve when they go to crown jewel, or you look at, you know, people like Sammy, not even being able to go when they go do crown jewel, uh, stuff like that. I was, I was wondering what that meant for some of the superstars uh, interested in kind of what that meant. And, and, you know, does it, does it change the bloodline storyline because of that? Because right now it looks like Sammy might end up getting to challenge for one of Roman's titles or something like that. So it was, I was interested in that. I think if I had to pick who I would want to buy WWE, I think obviously like a Comcast makes sense. Right. But I think for me, it's Disney um, mostly because I would love to see, uh, you know, maybe uh, the big show come back and maybe fight some stormtroopers or, you know what I mean? Like the crossovers that could happen. Oh yeah. Uh, the idea, the idea of a physical hall of fame at Disney would be really cool. That to would me. be sick. Yeah. That, that would stuff, be cool. Uh, interesting. I think also a positive of uh, a Disney purchase would mean that Vince probably is not in charge of, of uh, the WWE because you know, that's not a very, he doesn't have very family friendly allegations against him. So yeah, they've already got Walt Disney. That, they got to keep it to one. They yeah. So one I think that that's another positive that, that comes out of that. Do you, have you had, had anybody that you're like, that's who I would like to see by the WWE. Do you really care at this point? Mm, I don't really care. Um, Disney would be cool. I I've got the Disney plus membership, so it's a, a subscription. So that's one last thing to, to pay for. But no, I haven't really gone into thinking of it who it is. The speaking of a, a physical Hall of Fame at Disney, that would be that would get me to go to Florida and, and Disneyland World again. That that would be cool because that's just something that's been lacking that the whole time yeah. of having a Hall of Fame. So if they did something like that, I would definitely enjoy the the Disney aspect. But I still like it. It'd be weird to think Disney and WWE in the same hands and the. How are you going to show like 1990s, uh, early 2000s WWF on Disney Plus to, to uh, yeah, just, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> yeah, or imagining having like ECW is in the same yeah. uh, portfolio as this film. Yeah, <laughs> it's two great forms of art. Uh, so yeah, I think that I agree. the The physical Hall of Fame to me would be amazing. I guess um, point. That would all of a sudden I would be very interested in going to Disney. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a Disney adult by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I would be, I would be the one asking my children if I, if we could <laughs> wanna go, go, wanna go. Can we please go? Can you guys ask <laughs> us to take you for Christmas? So um, 
we'll see. I think I saw a thing that Meltzer said that they want to have a sale in place by mid-2023. It seems like they're fully in on a sale, which is interesting. Uh, but I know that media rights are up soon, so it does make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, one interesting kind of aspect of the the TV deal, if they had sold to Saudi Arabia, was once again, Live Golf did not get a television deal. So does that then open up to AEW the ability to maybe move to Fox, move to NBC, Peacock, um, maybe, you know, get a bigger payday, even if they stay with TBS. So that was really an interesting dynamic of it for me. As much as I have enjoyed some of the stuff with WWE, AEW is my preferred uh, wrestling destination. So um, from a selfish standpoint, there's a part of me that was like, oh, if they lose this TV deal, that really, that really helps. But I also think that the, uh, if they, if they are if they're purchased by the Saudi Arabia investment fund, um, they have a lot a lot more money than the uh, Khan family does in terms of the ability to just overpay superstars. So mm-hmm. I would be interested in seeing how many people they lose. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, not super pumped about the rumors every four days that'll come out up until sure. that point. Yes, yeah. the um, just the fact of the the thoughts of say are the the speaking of the sale and the privatization of a, of a public company so fast, so quick, again, just goes to the journal journalistic integrity of in, intelligence of, of some of it all. Then, Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I, uh, sometimes I wonder how we're not a bigger show just based off of not being idiots. Um, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. Um, lastly, we uh, saw what the first ROH card, uh, or not the card, but the first pay-per-view of the year will be. It's going to be Super Card of Honor, a show we got to attend last year. Great it show. will be in LA for the Friday of Mania weekend. Oh, God, I want to go back so bad. I, I'm so annoyed that it's in LA. I mean, it's good because you just bought a house, probably not interested in spending money on WrestleMania. Chris just uh, bought a kid. Yeah, Chris just, Chris just purchased a baby. Uh, and... You know, and you're redoing a room I, in your home. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. From the a financial standpoint, it's for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would absolutely love to be there. We would have uh, to be on Skid Row. We would. There's no other <laughs> way. Yeah. Funny enough, the thing that like kind of pushed us away from going because we were going to be staying near Skid Row. Then actually, that's that would actually Just be the only place. Actually, we're where? Yeah. Um, I I do want to maybe at least put some thought into Philly next year. Probably not super realistic knowing um you know just things that we all have going on still it's mm-hmm. it's an expensive thing it's a uh it's it's a big it's a big time commitment but that the week leading up to wrestlemania i i still to this i almost don't ever want to go to another wrestlemania because we got to see stone cold at the one we were at right uh, we got to see some weird shit um i kind of want to leave that but i would love to spend wrestlemania week there again because it was just so fun it's a just there's a vibe around town or all, like all the places you go just because it's it's wrestling fans it's great wrestling it's it, it's so weird to even go to like the WrestleCon hotel and it's just like there's wrestlers here there's just extreme fans here who are kind of waiting out and everything and it's there's just a, a great vibe to it all. Well, and it's nice to know that we have the same taste in hotels as Diamond Dallas Page, right? As, like, yeah, some of the best. Yeah, I was just I was just uh, telling one of my coworkers today about running into him and him uh him giving you the th- the free 30 days but not me and chris He's like these guys aren't gonna 
They're not going to use this. I'm not going to share this. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to share an elevator with these guys. I'm not going to share a free trial with them either. Or when Chris saw Eric Bischoff and he goes, oh, hey, Eric, what's up? And I was like, oh, Chris saw somebody he knows. And that then I the, looked back yeah. and I realized it was, oh, Bischoff. <laughs> Just so uh, yeah, that casual. Was, that was so cool, um, you know, getting that, to watch Jushin Thunderlager go use the restroom in his full outfit. <laughs> full regalia, uh, yeah. Watching Having Bret Hart come out as the guest host of WrestleCon and then immediately fucking dip out. Yep. Uh, yeah, Being just down. such a weird, weird event. Uh, WrestleCon, yeah. if you are going, if anybody who's listening to this is thinking about going to WrestleMania, definitely go to the WrestleCon shows. I don't, I, we didn't even go to WrestleCon like and, and meet wrestlers. You mm-hmm. don't have to. Like, Not my just thing. Run into them. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a, I, I don't really enjoy like, paying for an autograph or a photo and i don't bother the people really when we run into them either like it's more of just a hey fist bump see you later yeah uh, if, if they, i could they even did get not open out. the elevator doors on me i wouldn't have said hello it was hard enough even saying hello once he walked in but having to <laughs> yeah. having to buy their time just it doesn't always feel right to me and i'm an i'm, I'm an awkward person so that just doesn't go well. oh yeah yeah when when ddp when he walked out uh, of the hotel chris and i were waiting for you yeah and i saw in your text came in and i was like oh i was just in the elevator with ddp and i was like oh that's funny and then he walked right by us and, and chris goes hey what's up dallas and and I thought that was going to be the end of it. Like, I thought he was going to be like, hey, guys. And he, like, came over and, like, shook our hands and asked our names. And I was like, I wasn't prepared. No. Like, I thought that this was going to be a quick, hey, and you keep going. Uh, I'm not prepared to ever interact with my heroes. I, and wall to wall, just they're everywhere. It would just be too much. I'd, I'd be eyes going bug-eyed with how many people I'd be staring at. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't buy the uh, meet and greet for the Impact show we're going to next month. <laughs> yeah, that was that's when it all went south. Was was one of those Impact taping uh, cow herding lines. <laughs> My favorite was when I got that photo with Pete Dunn, and I'm doing like the young and bitter pose with him, and I'm like smiling like ear to ear, <laughs> and then I realize like right as you're snapping the picture, I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to look angry. So like, I just look like I like, I look like a kid in class who maybe like just like let out a fart or something like that and like doesn't want everyone to know it's the worst photo and i'm so annoyed because like it was at such a small show i got to meet pete dunn and i just hate the picture yeah but going back to wrestlemania texas isn't a place i've never been to i'm not sure about chris either you've you had been previously right i've got yeah i've I've got roots in texas yeah yeah you got you got texas roots um but it was something I, I would never want to go to Texas and Dallas was just such a fun town. And it was just, it's, it's gotta be the right city. I think LA, it's not really, Man. it's not what I want out of a WrestleMania. Philly would be perfect. I, yeah. We've talked about too many times in the group chat. Nashville is the perfect town for it. Yep. But once it comes to one of those places, it's going to be hard to, t- to tell my wallet. No. So we're, uh, yeah, Nashville hundred percent. will go. I would go again to Dallas in a heartbeat. Yeah, New Orleans um, would be cool. Um, yeah, it, New Orleans would be great, like being on like Bourbon Street and and you know like just all the all the uh, stuff going on. And I would uh, absolutely love to go to another WrestleMania week, but uh, this year will not be that year. I honestly like. I'm hoping this this Vince stuff is uh, figured out if they're going to be doing SummerSlam in Detroit because I don't know that I'm going to go to SummerSlam. If he if he's running the show, I, if he's just the executive chair, yeah. whatever. But if the show takes another tank, you know, takes in a terms turn. of quality, that I'm just going to hope that there's some good indie shows during that week. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, that so, will be uh, worth it. Well, next week, next week will be exciting. It'll be the day before we take the first ladies to uh, SmackDown Live. So mm-hmm. excited to uh, get their reaction, have them experience pro wrestling. We might know uh, a little bit of the card or what's going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looking at that. To that. And it'll be kind of build. It's kind of a good time because it's building right up to the, the Rumble. So there should be something good going on. Right. Um, excited to see Kevin Owens and is the, the Rumble reactions. The Rumble's the next weekend. It's like the 30th or 31st. So it's like okay. two weeks later. Two right? weekends. Oh, okay. Hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun show. Um, but once again, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. Um, we've, uh, we've really enjoyed doing it. I think we're really enjoying kind of moving this to Thursdays. Allows us to be a little bit more timely in what we talk about and get to really talk yeah. about the best part of AEW, which is Wednesday Night Dynamite rather than friday rampage which it does feel like they're trying to start forcing people to watch they're putting a lot of acclaimed stuff on there um that goofy paul w hauser or whatever his name is he's gonna show his he's gonna show his oscar award or whatever i don't even golden globe that he won on tv i don't know that was weird but they're at least trying so that's good yeah but please make sure you rate review subscribe share it with a friend buy our merch if you want or don't um and also, please make sure that you uh, tune in next week. Tune into our website, wrestlingleadus.com, for our latest match reviews and articles. Miss you, Chris. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. And you're absolutely right, Sean. We miss you, Chris. Look forward to uh, having you back soon. Rick Rude, take us home. Hit the music.